Hello everyone, my name is Micah Jones, or just Micah from Instagram, wherever the hell you're coming from, right, you know, TikTok, we got the Instagram, we got a bunch of stuff, this is the In My Fields podcast, welcome back, I think this is episode 6 or 7, one of the two, anyways, this topic for today's podcast, we're just gonna get right into it, is happiness, and why you're unhappy, specifically, if you want to read it straight from the title, signs you're unhappy, and the secret to happiness, yes, I clickbaited you here, you're here, enjoy it, you're just, just stop it, all right? Don't complain to me. You you lied. No, I'm not lying. I'm just going to be 100% honest with you, okay? Let's get into it, you guys. But first, you know, I like to rant and let you guys know how I'm feeling, how I'm feeling. You guys, I'm doing amazing. I'm really happy today. Like, most days I'm happy, but, like, this is a different level of happiness. I'm on that, like, really, really high vibration. And I've been doing a bunch of stuff for you guys. It's coming out really, really soon. The Discord server is coming out next week. The merch is going to be dropping very, very soon. Probably, like, maybe the week after Tops. If we got a lot of stuff going on, you guys. I'm trying to make you guys feel like you're a part of a community as much as possible. And I hope these podcasts really help you because they, they help me to make them, you know. It helps me. It lets me know that I'm doing something good in this world, and, and that always brings joy to myself, right? So signs you're unhappy. Well, first let's talk about unhappiness, right? And I'm gonna I'm gonna make a a claim about something that's going to make a lot of sense, but it's also not, right? Unhappiness and depression have almost everything in common. It just has to do with the longevity of the unhappiness. I'll get I'll get into that throughout my entire script. Being unhappy is something we don't even notice about ourselves especially if we have been feeling this way for a long period of time right i like i explain it kind of like this if i wore a pair of yellow glasses every day right and i wore them for a year if someone asked me what color do i see or what do i see i would say normal right the the lens the tinted lens would make me see yellow but that's normal to me now right same thing with unhappiness when unhappiness goes for long periods of time it's going that then becomes normal right whatever the same thing with like if you every single day get up at the same time that's a normal behavior right same thing with an, uh, uh, an emotion right that's basically what depression is it's a it's a consistent sadness right it's an addiction to sadness and i'll get into that but first i want to make a distinction regarding happiness and un- uh and unhappiness right I'm, i may not do the best example this is the one that i kind of came up with i don't know if it makes sense to you but i'll try it out Happiness is kind of like the sky, right? When you see it, let's pretend it's a clear day, right? You see the sun, you see a couple little clouds. It's clear, right? You can see everything. Life feels all well and just enjoy everything around you. You're happy, right? That the sky in this case represents your happiness, right? However, when unhappiness is, is like when the clouds cover the blue sky, right? You feel no joy, you feel no love or only sadness and loneliness, right? Because that's what those clouds bring in. They bring in a cloudy, overthinking, overanalyzing, negative mind, right? I know that wasn't the greatest analogy, but hey, I came up with it on the spot, all right? I was just thinking about it a little bit beforehand. That was the best one I could come up with. But the point is that happiness, happiness is a temporary emotion. It has no permanence to it, right? You can't permanently be happy for the rest of your life. Not even the happiest people in the world are always happy, right? You're going to experience another emotion, right? Because that always has to be an oxymoron of each other. I always talk about this in every podcast. Happiness and sadness, they're oxymorons. They have to both coexist, right? Just like there's a a left and a right hand, right? They both have to coexist. Sorry, I'm hungry. So I'm eating grapes while we're doing this, but hey. 
most people when they're unhappy they think it's normal right they think it's normal to cry in their rooms at night right because you've been so unhappy for so long you don't know how to get out of it and you're just kind of stuck in it right they think they're they're fine just you know a little sad not realizing that you've been sad like this literally for the last three months it's been your daily cycle and lastly the worst of all i think is just the way life is right when you're unhappy it's it's a it's it's a defeated approach, right? When someone's unhappy, they say this this line that, oh, or at least they feel this, right? Maybe not everyone says this, but they say, it's just the way life is, right? So that is such a defeated mindset that it bothers me, right? Because I'm a solution thinker. I, I refuse to give up, right? I'm a very persistent person. And for my anime watchers, I'm a lot like Asta. I'm a lot like um, Natsu, right? I'm a lot like those Shunin characters, the main characters. They never give up, right? That's always how I've been my entire life. Going through depression, going through physical, emotional, and mental abuse all the time, having toxic relationships, all this, I refuse to give up, right? I've been through so much pain, but at the end of the day, who cares, right? Like, I have to get past this, right? Everything that was put in front of me prepared me for this day to have this talk with you. And yes, we're having a conversation whether or not I can hear you, okay? But they have no wish to be happy, right? When you're in that defeated mindset, you have no wish to be happy. And ultimately, you keep... You keep yourself stuck there because you're now just overthinking, right? You're, you're performing your normal daily cycle. But overthinking is a huge part. And I'll get into it as one of the signs later, but I'm just trying to give you a good understanding of unhappiness, my view on it, and trying to get you to, I'm trying to like uh, write the beginning for you, right? And the signs is going to be the middle of the podcast. It's like beginning, middle, and end, and end is the questions. Overthinking is a huge cause of a lot of both of yours and my mental struggles, seriously. I mean, think about it, especially now during COVID, we sit at home and overthink every situation that happened today, or maybe even replaying a past experience. That's where the regret comes in, right? And the wish you could change, right? That 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 is poison, that is pure poison. If you're literally regretting the fact that you did this thing and you're trying to change it, you're, what? What are you? Are you, you yelling at the university to make you time travel backwards to change it? No, you're not going to be able to change it. So it's like, what's the point of worrying about it, right? And I know I talk about that a lot, and I know people say that, but seriously, what's the point in worrying about it, right? It's not doing you any good. It's only making you more sad, more defeated, actually, and you're beating yourself up over something that already happened. It's ridiculous. But your mind tends to live in the past, right? You're sitting there, you're beating yourself up because you made a mistake that ended a friendship, right? Or maybe ended a relationship, you failed a test, you lost your job, etc. Whatever the, the fail is, right? The struggle. It's healthy to think and process events that have happened, right? Because then you can learn from them, yes. I'm not saying don't ever think about your past, but I'm saying don't beat yourself up for what you did. Instead, take the emotion out of it, take the judgment and just understand the lesson, right? I always talk about experiences, right? Experiences are great. Good or bad, they're always great. However, when you start to replay them and you get stuck in them, that's when they become unhealthy and they become bad for you. So you gotta make sure that you are aware of that, right? You gotta be make sure you're, you're aware of what you're thinking and why that's happening, you know? And if you have a bad experience, you need to be able to detach your emotions from it, right? Like the, the reaction that you did, you gotta accept it, but figure out what could you do differently, right? Instead of beating yourself for what you did, think about it as what could you have done differently that can now, and an experience that will again happen in the, in the future, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, always puts tests in us multiple times. You'll be better prepared because you have a lesson for it now, right? 
and it's healthy to think and process things that have happened to you, but staying in that world of the past prevents you from ever experiencing joy, right? I'm, I'm gonna explain it a lot like this. If you as a person only think about things you wish you could change and do that every day, you're making yourself unhappy every moment of every day. And you continue this for a long period of time, that's the definition of oppression. Of, sorry, oppression. Oh my goodness, Michael. Depression, depression. That's the definition of depression in neuroscience. To repeat past scenarios in the present moment, especially if they are sad memories or really any memories at all. Thinking in the past does you literally no good. It, unless you're learning from it. It doesn't do you any good. I'm going to explain something that may be a little complicated, but it's something I think you're going to need to process in order for these signs to make sense. Okay, I've explained this to a couple of people who've ever been in my live streams. Um, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best. I even wrote this one out just so I could do my best to explain this to you. All right, listen up, listen up. Your brain, when you experience an event, let's say your parents are breaking up, right? It's a divorce. When you experienced that breakup with your parents, it broke your heart, right? You're conflicted. You were screaming. You were crying. You were sad. That's normal, right? It's a, it's, a, it's a child reaction, right? Even if it's now, it's your reaction, your emotional reaction. That is normal when you're having an emotional reaction to something you're experiencing, just like I said. Now stay with me here. Fast forward three months. You think about that moment when your parents broke up with you or broke, broke up, right? You think about that moment again. You can feel as though it's happening right now, right? It's like you can bring yourself back to that emotional state that you were in and that because that's because and let's just say that goes for any scenario by the way like uh someone breaking up on you you walking on someone cheating on you you getting fired from your job like a lot of stuff any arguments anything that you have a strong emotional reaction to is what you will remember and that's when like it's a lot easier to repeat them in your head because they're so accessible right now, when you have that experience, when you were thinking of that again, even though it was three months ago, your brain does not know the difference between something you create, or in this case, you replayed in your mind, and what is actually happening in front of you. So even though that event of your parents breaking up, or fill in the blank for yourself, was three, six months, a year, two years ago, two weeks ago, your brain does not know the difference in that time period. So if you're thinking about it again, you're producing that same feeling again, the same chemical reaction again. So now you're back in that state of mind and that state of feeling that you were, that you were feeling in, in that moment exactly. Now let's say you thought about that event, right? Let's, whatever the event is, I'll let you fill in the blank, but we're gonna use the, the same case of the divorced parents. You were in that state of mind for 24 seven you haven't changed one bit let's say you've done that every day right you just thought about that every day you've been repeating the same day every day for the last three months you haven't had a new day sure tomorrow is the is what is tomorrow let's see i'm just give accuracy right tomorrow's march 12th tomorrow or for you you're listening to tomorrow tomorrow's march 13th it's a new day but that's up to you if you decide it's a new day but if you bring the past into that day you're just living yesterday again, right? Or in this case, three months ago, that same day on, I don't know, I don't know dates, January 11th, right? Or December 11th, you're repeating that day again and again and again. You're just repeating the same day over and over again. Therefore, in neuroscience, that's depression, by the way. When you repeat a scenario over and over and over again in your head and you create that same reaction 
days and weeks and years past that moment's already happened, you make yourself depressed that way because then you become addicted to that feeling. That is the danger of living in the past. And that is why I ask you, what event or experience are you holding on to? When people say they're depressed and all this, they're complaining to me, I got it, I understand. But I'm not, I'm your solution. I think in solutions. I don't care how you feel. That's not what matters. It doesn't matter how you feel right now. What matters is what, do you, what did you experience and why are you holding on to it? That's really what matters, right? It's the first step you need to take if you really want to get over your depression, right? Or get out, in this case, out of unhappiness, right? They go hand in hand with me, so that's why I, I, use, I use both terms uh, interchangeably, right? You have to realize that it's literally all in your head. Like your depression, it's in your head. And it doesn't mean like other people won't understand or anything, but you're creating the chemical reaction. It's on you. Now, how do you stop it? I'll get to that, right? This gonna, you're going to just sit here with me. It's, it's baby steps with you, right? Right now, I'm trying to get you to think about what event that is, right? And why that's happening. You need to figure out the answer to that before you're even able to take the next steps, right? Because if you don't have that, then the rest of it doesn't mean shit to you, okay? Right? Hence why, if you've ever seen that TikTok video that I made, it did decently well, actually. I'm probably going to make it again because y'all need to hear it. If anyone has seen that TikTok where I say, they only broke your heart, but every day you think about that, after that moment, you continue to break your own heart. It's all on you how long you stay stuck in your cycle of the past, right? It's all on you how long you stay heartbroken with that person. Now, of course, the, I, I, I oversimplified it, right? But the idea of it still stays the same. Yes, there's withdrawal times. You're not just going to get over someone in a day. I understand that, right? But the point is, is to get you to take accountability for the way that you're feeling, right? And then so that you can start to find ways to fix it. You know, that's, that's really what I think about. Like, if you guys notice that the way that I write these podcasts, it's exactly the way that I think. Like, I'm literally giving you a glimpse into how I think for free, because this is how I got out of crap, right? But let's continue. Now, here's the scary part of that. Let's go back to the divorced parents example, right? You've been repeating that for three months, right? That exact same day. That means every single day you considered that you consider the new day was indeed, let's just say, December 12th, right? That same day again. And you've been repeating it every day for three months. We know this. You chemically haven't changed a bit. Sure, different things are happening around you, as they should, right? But your perspective of the world hasn't changed at all. Because how you feel in the inside is how you perceive the world around you, right? It's Your thoughts control your reality, but your emotions control your thoughts, right? It's like a... It's an interchangeable cycle that they all have an impact on each other. Uh, oh God. Okay, sure, different things are happening around you as they, as they should, but your perspective of the world hasn't changed, and how you feel definitely hasn't changed. I say all of this not, to, not so you can beat yourself up. No, this is power. I use this as power. This, is, this, this means that this puts strength, right? This, this, give, this gives you strength to face your past, right? And to find some closure or reconciliation with it. Because if you don't, you will stay unhappy, depressed, for as long as you live. Now I'm being dramatic. But you get the point, right? But at the same time, I'm not being dramatic. Like, if you don't change anything and you do the exact same thing that you're doing every single day and you expect a different result, that's ridiculous, right? That's insanity, right? The indefinition of insanity. But everything that I just said up there, please keep that in mind. Because you're... Ex- because whatever you're experiencing is nothing more than an experience you're having, right? And I understand I'm not trying to, uh, for people dealing with grief and stuff like that, these aren't, 
things that necessarily uh, apply to you so plainly, right? Grief is a little bit of a different kind of feeling, and that's one I'm still dabbling with myself, so I, I try not to talk about it so much, right? So for that case and those specific that specific experience, it's a little bit different. You can't just wipe it off the slate, right? But anyways, it's since you're since we know that it's just an experience that you're having, it's not the end of the world. It's just a piece of dust flying away, okay? Now let's get now let's get into the science of the unhappiness. Now we're in the middle chunk, all right? Hang on first. I want myself a grape. These are really sweet, by the way. Sign number one: You distract yourself from your problems by using your phone. Yes, I'm talking to you. You use TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, video games to run away from your feelings. Whatever the case may be, you're using something as a distraction, right? I understand you're trying to get out of your head, but it's not the same thing, right? When you're trying to suppress how you feel, and you're using YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, video games, or whatever your coping mechanism is, it's just a temporary coping mechanism. Notice how your feelings haven't gone away because you started watching YouTube. Maybe when you got off, it's right back, right? It's not like it just solved your problems forever, but it helped you get away from them. And that's not necessarily always a good thing, right? Now, I'm sure you know this because that activity is over. Because once that activity is over, those thoughts and those feelings are back. Now you're back in your sadness, loneliness, whatever the case may be, right? Maybe pre making you produce the same feeling you did from whatever experience you're trying to forget, right? Not addressing it is only making it more hardwired into your daily routine, right? I'm gonna I'm reading a script because it helps me. I'm a very scrambled thinker, so I read a script to help me. Uh, explain my points better so based on what i just said right there from whatever experience you're trying to forget right okay you have a daily routine right maybe let's say you feel sad and lonely that's been your consistent feeling for the last three months right i'm connecting all of this everything that i said above i'm connecting it together for you so that you get the image right you get the you get the understanding the best i can explain it to you uh through a general way your job is to apply that to your life in the way that suits you the best, right? You've been feeling sad and lonely, right? Or heartbreak, heartbreak or depressed, whatever the case may be, right? Sad and lonely, that's what we're gonna go with. And the way that you get out of that is you watch people that make you feel like they're your friend, right? Then maybe some of you guys said that to me, right? They make, I make you feel uh, serotonin, happy, right? Uh, and uh, that you're not alone, though those are good things, right? But I'm, I'm not a permanent solution to your problem, right? There's only so much content I have that I make new every day. I'm not a permanent solution to your problem. I can't be. So you then do the same thing every single day, right? You, Whenever you start to have those feelings come up, you start looking at TikTok, right? You look for funny videos. You look for Charlie D'Amelio. You look for Avani, Addison, whoever, whoever. Right? I don't I don't know TikTok, TikTokers that much, right? You look for those things. And then you do that again, right? You just keep doing it. It's like your coping. It's your horrible coping mechanism, right? But the problem is, is that the more and more that you suppress those emotions that you're feeling of sad and loneliness and you're not addressing them, because they're only expressing so loud because they want you to be they want to be addressed. They want to be seen, right? It's like a it's like your inner child is trying to get you to literally just see it, to hear it, to to understand it, right? So when you're when you're stuck there and you're just repeating the same thing, it's only just making it more hardwired, right? So then you're just gonna keep using that coping mechanism and it's only gonna get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And then you're gonna wonder why, hmm, why am I still sad and depressed? Because you haven't done anything about it. You haven't. You watch videos, you do a bunch of stuff to try and make you happy, but you haven't addressed the emotions, right? You haven't figured out, again, why am I feeling this way? Where is it coming from? 
What do these emotions mean? You know, these are questions you need to ask. Now, not addressing is only uh, making it more hard into your daily routine. I said that. Just like your habits, like brushing your teeth, driving, driving for some of you, or even the way that you eat your food, all of those things that you don't have to think about, you just do them by memory, it's the same thing for your feelings. You'll wake up, you'll brush your teeth and do everything the same. Even though you have a different experience, maybe someone talked to you today and they didn't, you're still having the same chemical reaction. Not things, things aren't really changing for you. You know, your life is basically the same. This is proven through neuroscience and uh, epigenetics. Uh, I'll find the study and I'll put it in the next podcast if I can remember. Right? Now, every day you allow yourself to live yesterday, like I said, again and again and again, you're just programming it like code for your body to produce those same feelings every day in that set pattern. That is why the body is a vessel. It stores our emotions, our traumas, and so much more. However, if we choose to instead program our body to feel happy and more importantly, grateful, the secrets of happiness and compassion, which I will talk about more later when I reveal the secret to happiness, right? But again, it's the same idea, right? If you can program your body to keep living in sad and loneliness, you can program it to be happy and joyful, right? But happiness is temporary, but you know, you get my point, right? To be the opposite, the positive of the negative that you're feeling. I need one more grape. One thing about me today is I'm definitely dehydrated, but you know, I'm definitely, I'm still feeling really good though. And it finally stopped raining. I might go outside. Hmm. You put on a fake smile. That's sign number two. You put on a fake smile when you're not happy. A lot of us do this. I did this a lot. I'm gonna tell you a story about something that's pretty personal, but I think it's gonna help you, okay? This is something I can definitely relate to. My sophomore year, I fell head over heels for this girl. Oh man, I, ne- I never even dated her either. Fast forward, coming to the realization how she, feel- how she feels, you know, uh, at one point she liked me, but she doesn't anymore. She broke me, right? And broke me as in, I say that because I allowed myself to stay broken, right? Well, more like I let her break me, right? As like I said, because every, every day from that moment on, I kept convincing myself of a fantasy and she was the princess that stole my heart. All this did was make me incredibly sad, and I was doing it all to myself, proving my point, you guys. I'm not trying to act like I'm just blaming you. I literally had to come to this realization myself. So when my friend would ask me if I'm okay, I would smile, you know, and say I'm fine, just thinking, or whatever I'd say, you know, something along those lines. Every time I put on that smile, it would hurt because I knew deep down that's not how I felt at all. I repeated this heartbreaking cycle for about three to four months. I lived that same day that I realized she didn't like me, every single day over and over and over and it didn't help because i was making poems i was poems i was really buying into a fantasy right and that's like the same thing with like your brain does not know the difference between what you create in your head and what is your reality right so i was literally breaking myself day by day but all this to say putting on a fake smile is the worst thing you can do and here's why why when you put on a when you put on that fake smile and not only care or not only are you lying to, to others, you're literally lying to yourself as well, right? And this is a different way to look at it, but this is how I like to think about it. Every day you deny that your feeling isn't, that what you're feeling isn't normal and, and that it needs to be changed. Every day that you deny that, um, oh my God, train of thought, Michael. All right, every day you deny that your feeling isn't normal and that it needs to be changed, 
every day that you deny that to yourself, that's a problem, right? Let's put it, let's put it in an example, right? This can come in many ways, right? I'm gonna explain different stereotypes that in kids at school, and I'm putting the stereotype on to add the mental health issue just to try and prove the point. Just like the stereotype of a popular loner or the class clown, everyone has their illusions and their denials, right? They denial, and when I mean denial, right, like for some people, they will, uh, they will make other people laugh, right? That's their coping mechanism for how they feel. Again, just suppressing their emotions, right? They're not actually dealing with them, you know? But just because that's the normal for others doesn't mean that actually has to be how it is for you as well, right? Just because other people like popular loners and uh, cool girls, jocks, all these people are, are suppressing their emotions, that doesn't mean you have to just join the party. Again, you don't have to follow anyone. This is your life, right? So you have to literally just listen to yourself and wherever that takes you is wherever it takes you, right? You can always choose to be happy. It's a choice. And I know some of you guys don't believe that, right? Like you guys truly don't believe you can't be happy. And if you don't really believe you can be happy, then you literally just wasted the last 25 minutes of your time, right? You need to, that needs to be a belief that needs to be broken if you're trying to actually listen to what I'm saying right now, right? This podcast is for people who want to change that belief and actually experience happiness consistently or gr- more like gratitude consistently, right? Anyways, sign number three. You have no motivation to do anything at all. This is the sign that's also in depression. Notice how there's a very huge commonality between the two. This sign is also very, very common with depression. When your normal life just basically becomes incredibly difficult or stressful to even think about doing it, right? That's like how you kind of know like you're you're really unhappy and you're like emotionally, uh, sorry, drained, right? That That is when it is now a problem and a problem that needs to be solved, right? When you're not able to, to perform your daily task and those become a hassle, that's when things inside yourself need to be addressed. Sorry. Unhappy people don't like their life. Already, they, they don't, right? When they're unhappy, like what? You're looking around like what? Because again, how you feel on the inside is how you feel around you, right? So you're, if you're not seeing positivity and you already feel negative, like you ain't liking life so much, right? And often when you get stuck in that mental state of replaying your past, you're creating the same day over and over, like I was saying. So now your perspective is completely in the past or more like incredibly predictable, but predictable in a bad way with sadness and the happiness and is all you feel literally every day. So it makes sense why you would have no motivation to have no motivation to do anything, especially if all you're doing is repeating how you felt from yesterday, right? That's where I'm saying the sign, how those connect, right? You're repeating the past again. You're doing the same thing that you were already doing Right, you keep repeating that scenario, that experience, you're beating yourself up, regret, worry, whatever you're feeling, right? You're repeating that every day. Of course, you're not gonna like life, right? You have no motivation to keep living that current life that you're living, it sucks. When you feel down all the time, it's, it's a low vibration. And I say that because vibrations is basically like your frequency, it's energy, right? Energy is, is your emotions is energy in motion, right? That's how it creates your reality. Energy is everything. When you feel down, it's a low vibration of energy, meaning low energies, you don't have a lot of energy, right? Like, if I was a sad person, I'm not gonna be able to perform the same task every day, right? Like, like what I'm doing currently, if I was sad, I'd probably only be able to make a podcast a week and like maybe a couple TikTok videos. Like, you get what I mean? Because I'm not in that high vibration that gives me energy to do stuff, right? And in anime terms for my anime nerds out there, like, I don't have enough mana in my system or, uh, enough control of my nen in order to, or enough nen in order to perform my task every day, right? Those are kind of like the same ways to look at it, right? Mana, nen, those are all just energies, right? And your body aura, that's your energy, right? And if it's weak, then you're not gonna be able to perform at your best, you know? 
but please keep in mind each of these signs are indicators but if you have a day like this every once in a while it doesn't mean you're gonna fall into this trap of hell right and like oh i'm unhappy forever no 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 and while you're not repeating the cycle like i explained before i have my off days i'm not gonna lie to you i, I do like I, that's why sometimes i take breaks from social media like i have my off weeks sometimes off like off weeks for sure like it used to be months but now it's just weeks you know and, and i'm getting trying to get it down to days where i don't feel like doing much at all right those are the days that i need to take self-care heavy right and that's this is this is more so of a, of a thing that i do but i really think everyone needs to right so when you're on that off day that you're having you need to maybe change that right and instead of uh oh i'm so sad and whatever 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 that's the day that you need to take care of yourself the most right because that means there's something in your life it's overwhelming you emotionally that you're not addressing that you need to address, right? And that's by showing yourself love, sitting down, understanding yourself, writing it out, whatever you need to, right? No, no, no alcohol, no drugs. Don't use things to suppress. Those are bad coping mechanisms that are just like video games and stuff like that, right? Because if you can, if you can get over that problem today, right? Let's say, uh. I have a couple hours of every day where I'm kind of low, right? In those hours, well, let's say they're days, right? Let's say, um, uh, when was the last day I was down? Shoot, that's probably a while ago. Hmm, that's a good thing, right? But I don't know, probably what, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago? That was a long time for me. Two weeks ago, I was feeling kind of down. I was, it was just a day that I just wasn't feeling it, right? I just want to talk to anyone or anything. That was the day that I had to give myself the most self-care so that that day wouldn't be repeated into tomorrow. Right? I just need to make sure that tomorrow then turns into a new day. That's why you really need to focus on yourself, listen to yourself, really when you're feeling down in that way. All right, sign number four, you overthink everything. I told you overthinking would be in this because it really is. It's <sighs> People who overthink often don't obsessively think. They, think they, they don't think obsessive thoughts like that are positive, right? It's often negative. Think about it. If you overthought, like, think about this. This is something crazy to think about. If you were an overthinker, but you literally were addicted to thinking positive thoughts, you would be unstoppable. Unstoppable in the world, right? Because you would only chemically be addicted to producing positivity at all times. That's amazing. Your life would literally be the happiest, the most successful, everything you'd ever want. Crazy. Now, to actually train your brain to be addicted to positivity is super impactful because just like feeling negative internally, right? It makes your outside world negative. It can also be the opposite, just like I was saying. I will go more into detail on that later in the podcast. Overthinking is obsessive over a past or future event. Let me explain. And, or it's overanalyzing, right? When you're... When you're uh, what you feel or if you're in the past, what you could have done differently. And all of that does is build like your worry and regret, which are also unnecessary emotions for life, right? Worry and regret ain't doing anything good for you. Anything good for you, right? What, what good does worrying do for you, right? Worrying about something that's out of your control. Regretting something that's out of your control as well, right? They're both just bullshit ass emotions that only exist, uh, I don't know, to torture us. That's kind of how I think about them. They're just torture emotions, you know, they're poison. And remember, anything that does not help you in life is an un is unnecessary, period. Because if it's not bringing you any value except bad feelings, then it's, as a member of the Cherry family, as, as a lifesaver, right? We're going to connect the two now, because I'm thinking about doing that. As a freaking lifesaver, if you want to be the best version of yourself, we don't need to be having regret. 
or any of these unnecessary emotions, right? Unnecessary feelings. And I, I'm not gonna beat you up or get mad at you if you have them, right? Like, no, but it, it's just all about, my thing is, is you can be sad and depressed for like a month, right? Sure. But as long as you're working at it to try and get out of it, I got all the respect in the world for you. In fact, I'm really proud of you and I, I wanna find a way to support you, you know? That's the kind of community I wanna create. Sorry. Overthinking is like having someone be talking in your ear and the more that they talk, it just gets louder, right? Their voice, they're just getting louder. And it's literally drowning out like your your other thoughts, your positive thoughts, right? And you're the ones that are questioning your negativity. And all you can hear is I messed up or I'll I'll be able to I will uh, I'll never be able to love again. That bullshit. Oh, I hate that one. Or I don't deserve love. Or any other annoying ass thoughts in your head. Like, shut up, dude. Stop it. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't, right? Because as a person, it doesn't matter. The, like the negativity, we're gonna we're gonna give him a name, and everyone's gonna name him this. Let's think about it. What's a kid? Hmm. If anyone's name's Walter, I'm sorry. Walter. When I think about Walter, I don't want to listen to Walter. That name just bothers me, right? Walter. What do you want? You know what I mean? And give him a voice that you can't stand. Like me, I can't stand the the stupid. High pitch. Oh, hey, hey, how you doing today? That voice. That's what I give Walter. Yes, he's a man, but he sounds like that. I'm not going to listen to him when he says, I'll never love again. You know, I don't think you should love anyone because I don't think you deserve it. I'm not going to listen to someone who sounds like that. I don't think you would either. Right. You got to think about it like that. Like I play mind games. This is what I've been doing since I was a kid. Right. I had to try something throughout those eight years in order to get out of there. This was something I did find pretty effective when I kept it in mind. Right. And this is something you got to. Uh, practice keeping in mind the way that I did that was I, I did journaling I wrote it down a lot and when I wrote it down a lot it really like it really helped me kind of see it in a way and like really pinpoint that voice to everything right so whenever I hear those negative thoughts I'm just like oh shut up Walter I don't want to hear you today you know and then I planes really you know and I just get back to my work that's like that's what I did and I think that's very helpful helpful the reason it's so much easier to be an over to be an overthinker is because in our brains, we actually have this thing called negativity bias, right? It's, our, it's, it's a cognitive function in our brain, which means negative events and experiences, a strong emotional reaction, the, the greater the impact, right? When there are negative events and experiences, means you just reacted to them stronger, it's a huge impact on your brain comparing to something that's positive, right? It often has a powerful effect on behavior, your decisions and your relationships, both with yourself and others. Sign number five, you talk bad about other people. Oh man, oh man, this is a, this is a, maybe you don't do this, right? But maybe other people do this to you. So this is going to be, this will help you in two ways, right? Uh, I'm sure that at some point though, you do talk crap about other people. I've had people who like, I don't know, I saw something on my, on my uh, Instagram comments today that was quite funny. Yeah, uh, they were like, they were like, uh, cringe or shut the fuck up or you stupid faggot or, you know, like, you know, like whatever, right? And that's what they sound like to me. Like, oh, I, think I, I would never listen to someone who ever talks to me like this. Oh, you know, I think you're just stupid as shit and I don't think I know what you're talking about. You know, like, what? What? I don't care, you know? That's like, I don't know. I'm just kind of weird about it. I play mind games with myself all the time, right? If you remember from my other podcast, I talk about how when other people judge you, those judgments have nothing to do with you. Well, when someone judges you, they're judging themselves. Every negative thing they say is a reflection of how they feel about themselves. When you keep that in mind, you express empathy, right? Like, I feel bad for you. 
you know? Like, I remember one time, like, my dad was railing on me. Like, he was, like, really, really, like, he was saying stuff that, like, I think you guys would probably hate him for it, right? Really, really bad stuff. And, like, he, he was drunk and everything. He, he'd leave the room and then come back the next day, act like it didn't happen. But the problem with that was is I already internalized it. And this is, the, this is where I made my mistake, right? Uh, I placed his judgments on, and I believed his judgments and I put them into myself. It's not something you need to be doing, right? I can't be taking personal how he feels about himself, right? And at one point I said that to him, and that's how I uh, ended up having something really bad happen to me. But when I was like, I'm sorry, Dad, if I'm not going to sit here and listen to how you feel about yourself. I'm talking about you. You're not talking about me. You're not. You're talking about you. And I don't really care. Yeah, I know I was a bad mouth kid, but hey, I don't like the name, right? So that is, again, getting to the point, right? That is when people, when they say in my comments, oh, you're a faggot, that's why you cry. I got one a few days ago. It actually made me kind of laugh. Shut up, you emotional bitch. <laughs> okay, sorry. Anyways, now I'm not going to sit here and pretend that that don't hurt, right? At one point, like I had a little sink in my stomach. Ouch, it hurt a little bit. But I didn't personalize it, right? I separate my feelings from them, right? The same thing for comp for compliments from you guys. I love it when you guys tell me about what I'm doing is great. It's great motivation, but I don't internalize that. You get what I'm saying? Because then it keeps me neutral on both playing fields. I don't, because if I place so much uh, value in your guys' judgments, or um, sorry, not in judgments, in like your guys' compliments, I love them. I'm not saying I don't, I'm not saying to stop. But when I do that, it makes me more susceptible to the negativity. It then makes me, when I see these, oh, you're a faggot, blah, 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 blah. That crap, because then I care, right? Because then that implies I care about what other people think of me. That needs to be the same way for you. This is going to take you some time to put it in, right? So really, like, believe this, right? But it's, I think it's, I think it'd be really helpful. I think it's something you should probably think about and give it a try, right? And the way that you could do this, I'm giving you, I'm, it's like I give you signs, but I also give you help within. I, I really like this. Um, this is something that I started to do. I was like, my mentor just, all he said this to me, he like, he makes me figure out stuff all the time. All he said to me was, you decide who you are. Why are you letting other people decide that for you? And that's all he said, literally. The man, literally, he, he, he's, he, he doesn't use a lot of words. He just speaks very plainly. And with that, it kind of made me think about, I went on a, on a journey for a couple months, but I eventually came to the conclusion that I'm going to give you now so you don't have to go like on such a long journey like I did, right? To find that conclusion, I'm going to give it to you. It is literally your life, right? And the way that you stop caring about what other people think of you is you need to start becoming more comfortable with who you are. That's where confidence comes in, right? When The more you start to understand yourself and really love and embrace the parts of you, regardless if they're a flaw or not, that's how you start to build true confidence, right? Because the more true to you to who you are, and the more uh, more true to who you are, more true to yourself that you are, you don't care what other people think about that, right? So if someone calls me ugly, I don't believe that. I know I'm a good-looking person. It doesn't like what you know, like it doesn't doesn't penetrate the shield, right? Same thing as someone calls you fat. Who gives a rat's ass? If you don't believe you're fat, then, then what they said has no value. It had no value either way, right? That's where you have to decide what you believe about yourself, right? That's where that comes in, right? So if someone believes you're fat, you believe I'm comfortable in my body. That's your shield point. So when they say that, it doesn't penetrate 
You get what I'm saying? And you got to really like write these down. You say them to yourself. You practice them within routines because then it just becomes who you are. That's what I'll say about that. Now, practice empathy for these people. Anyone who judges you, be empathetic to them, right? Think about it like this. People who try to judge you because you have, you have to keep this in mind. They're not talking to you. Again, they're talking to themselves. Have empathy because they're they are so unhappy and in such a negative place that they want to bring you down to their level to, to make you feel how they feel. Don't give in to their unhappiness and insecurity. That has nothing to do with you. Okay? I think that was great advice for also influencers too. Maybe send that to them. Anyways, that's enough with the signs. Let's get into the second part of this podcast. Secret to happiness. This is going to be a little bit of a shorter section, but it's, it has a lot of... um. A lot of detail, but you know, first my, my mouth is getting dry, so I'm gonna eat a grape. Mm. Ooh, this one's extra good. Had a little bit of a crunch to it and everything. Mm. Okay. I just want to start off by saying there's no secret to happiness. That was just kind of like to get you here, you know? I wanted to get your attention because I believe this is a mindset that you should start to exercise as often as possible not necessarily a secret but it's hard to learn because it's hard, it's hard to learn about because all we see on the news and everywhere is negativity stress and sadness right yes part of my own content is sad but the way i go about it is different right and this is something that you need to keep in mind for people who think i'm a moody sad person i'm actually not sad at all i'm a very happy person overall i'm just more i express my emotions more than most people i don't just say i will never i will never find love i don't just end there right I add that, but I illustrate a mindset I use to overcome that kind of thinking, which is why I now have this podcast to help you gain those mindsets for yourself. The secret to happiness, gratitude. Yes, that's all I was going to say. Gratitude, literally. Yes, I know you may be thinking you're being grateful. You're not. But gratitude can always exist. It's not a temporary emotion. It's a permanent emotion, actually. It's, It's a complete emotion. Being grateful can exist in your sadness and pain. There's optimism. There's there's things that you can be grateful for in that experience, right? And I'm gonna give a bunch of examples about that uh, when we get when we get below, or in this case, when we get to the next couple minutes for you. Be grateful for the roof over your head, right? That's something to be grateful for, or maybe for the for the beautiful or not so beautiful weather outside, right? Or be grateful for the loving friendships that you have and don't have anymore, you know? Gratitude forces you to be optimistic in every situation, whether or not you just got a toxic relationship, you lost your best friend, you failed a test, lost your job, whatever the case may be, right? You can easily see the, the positive in each and every one of these. Just to prove it to you, I'm going to demonstrate it for the for everyone that I just said. Toxic relationships, lost your best friend, failed a test. Right, first one, toxic relationships, right? Negative way. The negative way that you guys think about it, I'm gonna, I'm giving as many thoughts that I can think of that I also thought of, so this is the negative part. I lost my soulmate, the love of my life, or he or she, you know, whoever it is, broke me, and I can't bear this pain. All of these things you literally DM me, you guys, just as an FYI. I have trust issues because she cheated on me with my best friend, and I don't feel like anyone will love me the way I love them. All of that is bullshit. I'm sorry, but it's just the nagging little voice. It's a, it's Walter. It's Walter again, goddammit. Look, I'm gonna say it all again in Walter's voice. I lost my soulmate. Love of my life. She broke me, and I can't bear this pain. I have trust issues, and I will never, and I have trust issues 
because she cheated on me with my best friend. Or I don't feel like anyone would love me the way I love them. Did that sound very negative to you? It probably sounded kind of funny, right? Stupid, even. Now, this is the great, the gratitude in that. This is the way to think about each of those. I lost someone I love, but it was for the better. That's for that. I lost my soulmate, love of my life. She put me through a lot, but all of it I can learn from. So I don't experience that again. Yeah, she broke my heart, but I'm grateful for it. Because this pain will turn into even new growth for me. That's optimism. Do you see where the optimism is in that? They broke my trust. But if I learn from my mistakes with him or her, I can learn to trust people who aren't like them. Yes, my ex didn't know how to love me. But that doesn't mean every next person won't know how to love me. That's for the part that says, I don't, I don't feel like anyone will love me the way I love them. The gratitude to that is, yes, my ex didn't know how to love me, but that doesn't mean every person, every next person won't know how to love me. As I grow and develop, I will surround myself with more of the right kind of people and know that know how to love me, you know? You see the huge difference, right? One is playing a victim, Walter, to your pain. You're playing a victim to your mind, to your, to your pain, essentially. And the other is appreciating the pain from all the experiences. Yes, the person with gratitude will get still get hurt, right? We're, we're not impenetrable people, and none of us are. But with a mindset that is grateful, you're less likely to fall into the cycle and repeating the same feelings every day. That's what I want you guys not to do, right? To get to that stage of gratitude that helps you be aware enough when you're falling so you can catch yourself and that you don't have to fall into depression or, the in this case, a a very long cycle of unhappiness, right? All of it's the same thing as we know. Living in your past and repeating it every day, I don't want you to be doing that. It's, it's the most powerful, it's, it's, it really is just the most powerful thing I've learned. And I'm starting to learn how to apply that to my life. I'm not the most grateful person all the time, right? I have some shit happen to me sometimes, I'm like, what the fuck, you know? God damn, that sucks. But at some point, I get over it, right? I find a perspective that, that suits it so I can get over it. Let's do the second one, the lost your best friend, right? Walter again. I lost my everything. She left me for other friends or for my boyfriend, whatever it is for you. I feel so alone and I don't have no one to talk to. I'm not trying to make fun of your voices, but that's what Walter sounds like in your head. That's what, Walter, you guys, Walter texts me so much from your guys' accounts. It's ridiculous. Like, please relax. I may have, okay, now this is the gratitude way. Notice the difference in my energy. Notice the difference in the way I say it. I may have lost my friend, and it hurts, but I still have myself and plenty of other people that love and care for me. She served her purpose, and I am forever grateful for her. I know people, for that first part, I may have lost my best friend, and I still have other people that care for me. No one loves me. Shut up. That's Walter, okay? You understand what I'm saying? She, she served her purpose, and I'm grateful for her, but now this is my life. This is how life, or whatever you want to call it, life, God, uh, Buddha, uh, universe, you know, any of those, is trying to teach me to love myself and be my own best friend. It's going to be hard, but I'm up for the challenge. And I always, and I will always have support from my other friends and family. Do you, do you see the difference, the, the calmness, the 
It's like I'm taking out my emotions from it. I'm taking out Walter's voice and I'm just applying the real, right? The optimism to it. Notice the energy that I said that with. It's very light. It's not a victim, right? I'm not Walter. I still give the I still give light to the pain. I don't deny it, but I don't become consumed by it, right? You can address pain. I'm not saying, fuck your emotions, never talk about them ever. No, I'm not saying that at all, actually. I'm saying the complete opposite of that. Have emotions. Just don't become consumed by them, right? Let's do the last example. You failed your test. <clears throat> Walter again. I messed up. My grade is going to be destroyed. My parents are going to kill me. I have no extra credit now. What if I mess up on my next test? Gratitude. I didn't do well in this test. That sucks. Well, will I have to play catch-up for the rest of the year? Possibly. But will I do bad on this next test? No, because this time I will prepare. I know that my failure is just a speed bump in my road to getting, to getting my grade. Whatever grade I end up with, it does not represent my intelligence or who I am, but I will do my best. Do you understand like the, the difference? I don't think I need to give another one, but I might for people who are a little bit older who need like a different example. This can apply for getting fired, right? Or getting divorced or any other struggle. Practice exercising that optimism, right? So let's say for uh, getting divorced, right? Or maybe your parents are getting divorced. That's probably a little bit more common because my audience isn't, that, isn't uh, that old. Getting divorced, right? You're watching your parents get divorced. Um, why is this happening? Why is this happening to me? I'm, I'm so hurt. I'm so conflicted. I'm so broken. You could, you could say instead. This could be for the better. They weren't healthy with one another. And I want to see them happy regardless if they're with each other. That's optimism, right? That's a perspective. There's more to that. And that was just off the top of my head. These other ones were a little bit more scripted because I wanted to make sure I hit every point. Let's do one. Let's do one more. Getting fired from a job. I have no money. I'm never going to get anywhere in life. I'm never going to do anything. They fired me from my job. I'll never have another one. Gratitude. I'm grateful for the experience that this job gave me. And now I need to go find another way to support myself. Go to get another job. Right? It is what it is, but I will not let this cripple me. I would just use this as an experience and to make do with what I have. Right? Optimism. All right. I know your brothers are probably getting to the point where you're like, the way you can start, a how do I start applying this to my life, right? There's two practices that, I, that I've used. There's others, but I haven't looked into them enough for me to really suggest them. Daily journaling. I know I say this for everything, but it really, it's so important. Like, you, so many of you guys skip the first step of trying to understand your state of mind and what you're thinking that you never, you can't get to the grateful stage if you don't even know how to get, how, how, if you don't even know where you are, how are you supposed to get where you're going, right? Like, you get dropped off in the middle of nowhere. You're supposed to go to Africa, but you're in freaking New Zealand. How the hell are you going to get there? But you don't even know you're in New Zealand. You know what I mean? You have no way of knowing where you are or how to get there. That's a problem. It needs to change. Right? Daily journaling is a way to do that, right? And in a way of understanding your mindset, but in this case, for the secret to happiness, right? The whatever, whatever you guys want to call it, the gratitude. Write down three things that you're grateful for. But make sure they're different each time. Do that in the morning. Or in this case, you're in the morning works because it's a good reminder. But then whenever you start to feel sad again, write them again. Right? With different ones, right? I take a step further. I take a step further. Me personally, I'm crazy about stuff like this. I love self improvement. I was addicted to this like when I was a kid. So I, I take a step further and I do this like three times a day because it helps me keep a headspace that 
is more healthy for me and it's more in a gratitude state of mind along with my affirmations right i'll tell myself that i'm worthy of a loving relationship i am worthy of abundance right i am worthy of receiving everything that i desire right things like that those are what i things that i say to myself and i say them with calmness because i believe them now right i before i used to have to be so loud and all that i don't want to make your guys' ears pop off or anything so next one right the next way to probably practice that is another way to you could away could just be going for a simple walk right and this is a little different it may not, may not make a lot of sense right because you're not writing or, any, or a task or anything but this is a different form of a task and it's actually a lot easier right going for a walk right you're in the present moment and you're not bringing your phone or anything don't need, you don't need any of that you don't right maybe bring it put it on airplane mode or silent or something right you can't use it that's the point when you're on this walk the cars that are flowing by the wind blowing you got to be present to all of it, right? Be present. Be grateful for everything you're witnessing and seeing currently. I still do this like myself every day, especially when I feel overwhelmed mentally. I need to go for a walk. I need to I need to start paying attention to my surroundings to get out of my head, right? Because sometimes, I'm not going to lie to you, I do listen to the little Walter, the little Timmy Turner bitch, you know? I don't like him. But sometimes he gets he, he gets pretty loud, you know? And it's great to go for a walk to clear your head, to focus on, your, focus on the walk itself, which is the present, right? That's a great thing to start doing. All right, you guys, that's the secret to happiness and being serious. Just apply those two simple things. I'm not going to make it some big, complicated thing. It's just simple, right? I, I try my best to keep everything simple for you. Now for Micah's therapy. If you're new here, this is the part of the podcast where I answer your guys' questions that you DM me about. Remember, if you want yours on the next podcast, you just DM me the cherry emoji. I ask you what's up. You tell me what's going on. If I can answer it fast, I'll answer it there. But if not, then I'll say it's in the next podcast. And you'll be added. Let's get into it. First question is from Madison. All right, let me put on my glasses. I'm really focused. I'm really, no, sorry. I'm really confused. And I was wondering if you could help me. There's this boy and we're talking, but he doesn't want a relationship with me, even though it's been months. Mm, that's a problem. He keeps changing his mind and I'm wondering if, if it's worth, worth it anymore because I'm already struggling to love myself and also giving him the attention he needs is draining me. Oh man, oh man. I left out a bunch of stuff because it was just kind of all like the same thing. I just kind of got the gist, right? If a boy's making you confused, he probably shouldn't be in your life. I don't think that, that's not value that you're getting from that. And here's the here's two key things you should probably take away from this. You need to cut him off. That that needs to happen, right? And here's why. He keeps changing his mind, and I'm wondering if it's worth it anymore because I'm struggling to love myself. Because she also said uh, she was depressed and possibly suicidal. This podcast, the whole first part, uh, Madison. I hope it was it was eye-opening and helpful uh, to you in any way that you needed it, right? But for this part, if if it's it's worth it more because I'm struggling to love myself and also to giving him the attention he needs is draining me. If it's draining you, you don't need to keep giving it to him. Like, especially if he keeps go talking to all these other girls and he comes back to you, crying to you at 3 a.m. I love you. Block this nigga. Like, immediately. Maybe he's not a nigga. I'm sorry. That was that was me, my team, my, uh, my adult self coming out there. Block him. Get rid of him. He is not doing anything good for you. And the reason why, and that's a hard thing that I'm actually going to talk about, is he's not adding happiness to your life, right? People like that are supposed to be adding happiness. If he's adding, if he's draining you, that's what my, that's what my ex did, right? They're not adding joy. They're not adding any value. You got to show you, that's actually a step of self-love, right? Loving yourself in that way of doing what's best for you. Who cares how he feels about that? Block him. Delete him on everything. Delete anyone that's at, that likes him, that's, that's good friends with him, right? All of that. Get rid of them, literally. It's not helping you, Madison. I hope that helps. I didn't make a script for each of these because I didn't have enough time and I'm just kind of, you know, I'm just trying to, I like to do it off the top of my head because that's actually how I answer your guys' questions in the first place, you know. Next one is from uh, ooh, Ayira. 
Arya. No. Ayaya. I'm so sorry if I didn't say that right. Ayirda. Something like that. Alright. School has been hell. I feel like I just let myself go. It's like I don't care anymore, but I also do at the same time. I'm not even confident because of how I look. So, how you look, it's it's up to you and it's also not, right? Like your genetics, you can't really change that, but you can change your physical appearance, right? Now, I'm not saying Botox and stupid stuff. I don't believe in that, right? I think that's bad for you. But confidence has to come from within you. And if you're losing motivation in school, you got to figure out where that's coming from, right? I, I, you didn't give me a lot of detail like the other people do, so I, I, there's not much I can work with here, right? But school is hell for you and your mental health is getting bad. Focus on your, on your mental health. But what, what, what about school is so, like, hell? You know, is it because people are making fun of you? Because it seems like it because you're not confident in yourself, right? Confident in yourself, maybe not confident in your ability to do school, and you're being bullied in school so you don't feel like you want to go there. It's hell. I, that's my connection I'm making. I may be wrong. But this is this is how I'll give advice based on what I know, right? Not confident in myself because how I look. You decide how you look. You decide the love that you give to how you look, right? If you're... What, you're my number one suggestion for you is to block and unfollow every single person that you compare yourself to. That sounds ridiculous, but at the stage that you're at, and you're likely pretty young, block or at least unfollow all of those people that you you think are so pretty, so beautiful, because you subconsciously compare yourself to them. And that likely is affecting with your confidence level. Your confidence level needs to be within you, not with anyone else. Okay? Confidence comes from within, just like I was talking about earlier in the podcast. You decide who you are. No one else does. So don't compare yourself to people who are skinny, hourglass bodies. It's not, re- it's not realistic. It's not. And then no one cares. Okay? That's my suggestion to you. Because I think if you can build confidence here and you know in how you look and start owning how you look, right? And if you want to change it, then change it, right? Like start exercising more. Start doing this. Start doing that. And don't base it off of other people like you. They give you validation for it. Just literally do it for you. You'll see some change. I can promise you that. All right? Third question. Owen, I literally did tell you it was the third question. You're actually the fourth one, but I had to switch it because I'm weird like that. Uh, when I hang out with my friends... He, his question is, when I hang out with my friends, I'm always having a good time and having fun. But when I'm by myself at night, I get super lonely. And I start to think about this girl, like I care very much, who I like, who I let go because she was bad for me. First of all, proud of you. Very proud of you for that. I always get into a super dark place and I know what to do. Got it, Owen. But I got a lot to break down here. And it has to do a lot with your loneliness. Your entire answer has to do with loneliness. Because you're lonely means you don't know yourself. And when people are lonely, they will search for things that they know uh, was even though it was bad for them, it's comfortable love, right? As much as she was bad for you, she gave you a form of love, right? Whether it was no love, that's form of love, right? Or uh, like spotty love, or whatever the case may be, right? You miss that because you don't know yourself, and you're just searching for love, right? You need to start giving yourself that love. That then needs to be like, but how do you do that, right? Well, you need to start like deciding what that is for you, right? Deciding your worth, deciding your value, and start you know doing things that you like to do and. Like living on your own terms kind of thing, right? I get it, you got parents and stuff, but I hope you understand the gist of what I'm saying, right? There's no like one set way to love yourself. It's not really how that works, right? Like for me, like I love myself when I go play volleyball, right? I love myself when I make these podcasts. I love myself when I take care of myself and I, I eat good foods, right? I eat grapes, bananas, uh, salads, and high vibrational foods. I don't just eat like meat and low serotonin foods. I'll make that a different podcast because that's a whole other hour worth of me explaining something like that. But sorry I was popping my wrist but that's what you need to think about right like maybe doing some meditation doing some journaling um 
you know, drinking tea, like, uh, those are things that I do for, for myself, right, that's self-care, right, for girls, it's, like, maybe taking baths, right, or, um, um, getting, uh, dressing up for yourself, right, like, or going on dates with yourself, right, like, those are things of self-love, right, that's what you need, that's what your focus needs to be, right, you get at your homies, they make you feel, they make you feel like you're a part of something, I understand that, that's great, it's something that is good for you, but you can't be so reliant on that, right, because again, loneliness is nothing more than a self-reflection, right? Everything in your life that you feel is a self-reflection of you. It, the, it pushes out into the world and it reflects back to you who you are. That's why you're, the world is nothing more than a representation of who you are. That's where that comes from, right? So when you're lonely, get to know yourself. And you do that by journaling. You get understanding your thinking, how you feel, what are your goals, what you want to achieve, right? And then you'll slowly but surely stop focusing on her so much, the more and more that that love is being filled from within. I hope that was helpful, Owen. Next one is Jules. All right. Basically, how do I stop falling for people so fast? This is a very similar similar answer to the other one, by the way. And I don't fully love myself. AK, that's your answer. And I'm not sure how to improve it. I fall for people too fast, and it makes me skip and notice the red flags. When you don't have love for yourself, this is something I learned. Like, uh, my ex, when I was first going out with her, I realized there was a crap ton of red flags. I just didn't do anything about them, right? I was blinded to them right because I just wanted love literally I just literally wanted love like really really bad and I, I was single for five years and I was I was confident you know to an extent and everything but there was parts of me like the inner child in me that wants love right there's a part of me that and I'm going to get to the get your point of the jewels uh your answer here for you jewels but I'm just trying to give you some perspective right I was in a very similar boat to you right I literally as much as she treated me like shit and was unable to love me more so I'm not mad at her I just, lo- I wanted love, I wanted physical affection, right, I wanted someone to hold me, I wanted someone to be able to care for me, like, that, that, that I didn't get when I was a kid, you know, that's like, and I'm saying that because that's like literally how I believed it, right, like how I felt, <sighs> for you, you don't fully love yourself, right, and uh, when there's a lack of love there, you're going to look for it elsewhere, so you will fall for people just to get that love, right, it's the same kind of idea of not fully understanding yourself, right, you got to figure out the origin of why you want love from someone else so bad, and start to once you realize that you got to start you change the perspective on why and how you do that right instead of being like oh i don't need her right i don't need this person to make me feel happy right that, that the needing it and the attachment is bad right that's where the falling for them comes so fast right and when you fall for people that's pretty interesting that can mean two things right like my ex like she fell for me really fast supposedly but just as fast as just as fast as you fall for someone is as fast as you unfall for them right and i mean that, that may not apply here but i'll still talk about it right that's like love bombing right if my ex says she loved me in like a month and a half and i was like what the hell like i won't say that for someone for like a year like i gotta know you i gotta know how you are when you're frustrated i gotta know where you are when you're when you're mad when you hate when you're uh stressed like how you deal with all those things when you're sad when you're depressed when like when you're super happy, when you're super not happy, you know, like, like all the ups and downs, I need to get to understand your full personality and how you react to things before I can ever say, I love you. Because when you say you, that means every part of you. So in a month and a half, I, I didn't show you more than like, what, 30%, 20%, right? You didn't get to see all of me, right? So in that case, like, you don't, you can't say that you love me. You just love it. You, you love what you see. I know that's going to probably resonate with some of you. Some of you, most of you won't, right? But in this case for you, I'll say the same thing that I did this whole time for you, Jules. Practice some self-love for you. Understand the areas that you as a person are wanting love and why you're wanting them. And start to formulate ways that you can start giving that to yourself, right? Whatever ways that you think of, like I was explaining a little bit earlier for Owen, right? Same things would apply for you, apply for you here. 
and that's how you kind of stop falling for people so fast and for the red flags maybe look them up so that you have more of a conscious awareness of them that's the podcast you guys i am low-key tired (laughs) i am low-key tired but this was a lot of fun like i freaking love making these and i really really hope this one was helpful like i really think this they're just getting better like the more detailed the more honest you know they're just i think they're getting they're giving you guys great value and i think this one will be great a lot of people are depressed a lot of people are victims to their lives and are repeating the same day over again and i think if this helps you in any way shape or form i really want you to share it with someone else right majority of people in this world the number one disability in the world is depression that's freaking crazy right we need to start bringing light to those people right they think they're stuck and in a way they are they're making themselves stuck and if we can just get one other person to realize that besides yourself then we're winning all right let's expand the cherry fam remember you guys are your own lifesavers be your own hero i love you guys take care i'm micah jones in my fields podcast episode six or seven whatever it is peace out you guys